everyone. Uh, welcome to the <laughs> the national or the improv podcast. I almost put national in there. They don't call it national anymore. That's some inside baseball. You're welcome. Uh, I'm your host tonight. Uh, my name is Bob Wick. I am one half or one part of the educational uh, group for the improv network. Um, and this is our podcast. So thank you for watching. Um, and we are part of uh, the educational program. And we, we strongly suggest that you check out the improvnetwork.com to check out uh, blogs and videos and a whole bunch of resources to help you become a better advisor. Uh, today, I'm very excited to bring my guest on. Uh, her name is Tam White. She's one of my favorite people. Uh, she is an actress, an improviser, a comedian. She does it all. She wears so many hats. And let's give a big round of applause from home. And hello, Tam. Yay. Hello, hello. That's my applause. That's the one yes. you're uh, I should mention James isn't here today. He he's got a wedding or something, so he's not gonna be able to make it. So that's why the intro is Bob. So that's a treat. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Bob? Doing well, doing well. Figuring all these buttons. It's a good time. <laughs> life of the streamer. I guess. Yeah. Living that streaming life. Streaming life. Bout it, bout it. Right, right. Uh, so, uh, how you been? What's what's new? Man, um, well, the world is opening up some, so I'm just getting back out and um, doing more stand-up and um, hoping that our theater, Go Comedy, opens soon and other improv theaters so that the improv can open back up. You know, it's just the way of the world is crazy right now, so I'm just trying to hang in there like everyone else. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just thinking about improv last night because uh this is usually what we call improv christmas the, the detroit improv festival would have been that's right weekend. big deal yeah so there's a little little improv hole in my heart today yeah, i'm kind of bummed but yeah i'm, I'm glad to talk to you now everything's better about. yes it's always good to talk to you you know you're one of my faves to meet in the green room at the theater oh you're one of my yeah. favorites we always have a good yeah. time when we were yeah, we're always out. cracking jokes yeah 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 <laughs> That's right, folks. Bob cracks jokes. I, I do. I, I'm, I'm going to admit it here. You, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 99 episodes, but I'm going to admit I do crack wise every once in a while. That's right. Um, cool, cool. Uh, so let's talk about Hitprov. Um, how long you been? How long you been uh, doing the show? Um, we ended our second season, maybe. Wow. Maybe six weeks ago. Like we're on a long break right now. Um, it started in December. And I, I was missing improv in the theater, in the flesh with everyone else, just like most people. And so I always had an idea that I've been sitting on for a couple of years where I said, let me infuse some hip hop with, um, you know, improv because I love hip hop. And I always knew that if I did this, that I was going to ask Jake to, you know, do right. it with me because um, the way Jake and I met each other was that, um, we were hanging out in the lobby at Go Comedy Theater. It was my first time pretty much meeting him as a fellow cast member there. Mm -hmm. And that for first night, we talked about hip hop for like 90 minutes. And I knew then, oh, yeah, we got, we, we see each other. We're there. We got that vibe going there. Yeah, he's like an encyclopedia of hip hop. It's, it's yeah, he is. Matt Nas is too. Matt Nas, a few people oh, yeah. actually in the improv world. Um, so I always knew if I did this, I was like, I'm going to get Jake, I'm going to get Jake. So I've just been sitting on it for a couple of years. And then when the pandemic happened, I said, I have to do it, I have to do it. I knew nothing about streaming. Like like you said, hitting the buttons, nothing about anything, about nothing. <laughs> so I had to learn it all, but I knew what I wanted to do and I knew how I wanted to come across. So it's basically like 
the game show type stream where people tuned in every Tuesday for free. Um, the viewers can win prizes and money um, and the players win prizes and money. And it's basically two person scene. Well, I know, you know, Bob, because you were a great contestant. Oh, yeah, once. But people who, yeah, have but people who are watching. Yeah, people who are watching. Um, there were two person scenes like in the theater where you have two people on stage and they do a scene, but they'll be in a box next to each other. Like if Bob and I were in a conversation, but we would have challenges in our scene, challenging us as an improviser. Um, and there will be um, a freestyle round where you have to freestyle rap or freestyle poetry or freestyle song, whatever style you want. Then we had um, hip hop trivia. So even, and there are people who don't know much about hip hop and they won their episode or even made it to right. the finals. So there are different ways. I like it because there are different ways you can win points. There's also the line game, which is the really, um, the, the, the most fun one for the comedians because the yeah. comedians who are on the show who never did hip hop before, they know how to think quick coming up with punchlines and that's what the line game is. Right. So that's what we were doing every Tuesday. Um, we have a lot of followers. They love the show. Yeah. And, I mean, you yeah. can't beat being entertained, getting laughs, not paying to watch the show and getting free glassware or free Maker's Mark mug or blanket just just yeah. by watching. You know, all you have to do is tune in. And then I love that the way I cast it, I make it very diverse um, with the comedy, stand up comedy and the improv community. Um, because there's kind of like a divide. It's like the stand up people do their thing. The improv people do their thing. And I liked bringing it together because I'm a part of both worlds. So right. on any episode, you may see one comedian, three improvisers, one improviser, three comedians, which is my favorite episode because it's like, come on, you're the improviser. You got to take this. You got to, you're the improviser. <laughs> but then you just, you sometimes you get surprised and it's the yeah. stand up comic who never yeah. did improv before. So people are like on the edge of their seat, like, oh my God, how are the points going to add up yeah. at the end? So we have a ball with it. And Jake um, is the judge. Jake is the right. judge. So if you've ever seen a flyer, You'll see next to my face is I'm host. Jake is the judge. So he's the one that, you know, if anyone's mad, they got to meet him in a parking lot. after. <laughs> so I set it up that way. Just yeah. for No, I, I love because I love it when a show name promises something and it delivers like mm -hmm. uh, uh, improvised Shakespeare. You, you know, well, yeah. you see imp uh, improvised Shakespeare show and they deliver. Mm -hmm. uh, this show is so hip hop and I love it. You know, like not I can't. I can't believe how fun it is to do like, like short form <laughs> when you're like, and I have to give all the props to you through the, 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 the way the show is set up. It is so much fun. And honestly, I think this is the first time I ever saw you host. So yeah. is this a new skill that you had developed for the show or is this something you've been sitting on and hiding from me? Nope. I've only hosted in um, standup shows. Because okay. in a lot of shows, especially um, like we're not talking about open mic, we're talking about book shows. Like if mm -hmm. you're kind of new to the scene, you host or you may get in an early guest spot. You won't really feature or headline yet. So obviously in the beginning of my stand up career, I've been doing a lot of hosting. You know what I mean? Where All it's right. like, you know, so I have. But it's still different from what you like Travis Pelto and PJ and Chris Fortin and you guys and you you guys are great on well, stage. I, like, I would put my name on that list. Well, I, I've seen I've seen you host though. Didn't you host a jam or or something? Yeah, yeah, some yeah, things yeah. before yes, yes. at least, if not yes. the showdown. Okay, I've, yes, yes. If not uh, the showdown, but I've seen you and you. It's like the audience is engaged and you're you're right. you have that personality. You know what I mean? Where you can care if you don't have the person. I don't think I have that personality, but obviously Whoa, practicing I, with the stand up it helped because because I, it's been working out for hip hop. I disagree. You have all the personality. You are one of the most <laughs> people I know, for real. Thank you. Um, so, like, watching you use that for, for your hosting skill. Like, for me, when I host, it's 
I, I, I'm not comfortable, so I put on a persona. Like, hey, everybody, uh, welcome to the Improv Network. I should have done that in the beginning. It probably wouldn't be yeah, a lot to do with it. Yeah. I was trying to be authentic, yeah. and it just, mm. uh, but you, you, you yourself, you look comfortable. I mean, are, are there any tricks or anything that you uh, um, just, you know, d- discovered along the way that help you out, or are you just like, you know, a duck to water mm-hmm. type situation? Drink wine. Okay. Yeah, so that helps. Drink wine. Okay. And, um, <laughs> I, oh, what helps is to be like as prepared as possible. Oh, so yeah. um, I'm like the, the way I the way I book the people, send them the information, yeah. have them meet backstage or well, virtually backstage before the show, yeah. run the show down to them. Like this is the these are the rules, making sure Jake is on and ready. Um, like I have everything set up. And we're not talking about like the ring light and all this, just just right. everything, the scoreboard and um make sure all the graphics that I'm bringing up, they're ready and loaded up. Just everything like that helps because you kind of know this was going to go as smooth as it possibly can because I checked off all the boxes. I have a checklist before each show too. I'm not like just winging it. I can't afford to because you already being a virtual show, you don't know if you're going to have a bad day that's out of your control. Like outages in the area, which on our last show in the finale in our last season, um, I froze up a lot, dipped in and out. And it, and I, and it was I felt bad about it. But people made me feel better. I'm like, Tim, it happens. That's the internet world. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah. People, well, are, used than to, that, people yeah. are used to it now. Like, we're really? They're, they're very forgiving. Yeah. They're like, don't worry about it. So yeah. they're like, they were like, even the millionaire podcast folks, they, oh, yeah. you know, dipped out or froze. I mean, it doesn't matter. It'll happen. So besides that, if it's something I can control, I do my best to like have that checklist before you show to check all boxes. And then it's like, now let's just see what happens. Uh, and you brought up your audience. Um, which I find incredible. You, you've grown such a, a big audience that, because why I'm trying to figure out how to ask this, because what I've noticed from other shows like this one, it's, it's mostly our friends and other improvisers watching. You have like a legit, like you're, you it blew up. Your show blew up. And I, how did you, how did you introduce your show or reach out to these people? How did people find out that there's this cool show going on and you have to check it out on Tuesdays. I think it started with, obviously, whenever I tag Jake, I'm like, Jake, accept my tag because my thousand or so friends will see it in yours too. And that's the more. So then I did that thing where you send out that invite for everyone to like your page from, you know, before you even air. Um, So I'm like, well, these people will get that notification that we're going live. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have people who they loved it. They'll come back. Then they tell people about it. They'll post about it. They'll share um, then I learned how to go to the Michigan Comics Network and Michigan Comedy Lovers. Those pages post a flyer. More people learn that way. Um, then I thought, man, I need something that will catch people's eye. So then I started making those recap videos where it'll be a one minute video with like the bloopers or um, you've been in one of them, Bob. You've been in one oh, of them. Oh, have I? Yeah, pretty much after each show. I um, <laughs> I pretty much know during an, a show, like right now, right. Bob, I already know what my favorite moments are because you're the player, I'm the host. What you did was so mm-hmm. funny. I have to put it in my recap show. So it'll be like a reel of just like, um, like for example, I think the hardest Jake and I ever laughed was Thomas Schultz. What up, Thomas? <laughs> Thomas had um, a New Jack City question. So we put up a um, picture, a photo still of New Jack City movie, and Thomas had to guess the movie, and he guessed. This is this was his answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know him, so I know this is gonna be uh, cool. Passenger fifty two. 
there is no fastest of 52. Yes, so not no. only, not no. only <laughs> is what you intended to say was wrong, but mm -hmm. you, you didn't even know it was fast of 52. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Thomas. It's you're close, but it's not even yeah. called Pastor Fifty Two. But that's not even the movie anyway. But oh. all he saw was Wesley Snipes and thought about that airplane movie. But yeah, we didn't expect that. And and it's one of those things where you don't want to bully people. You don't want to make people feel silly. No, you know, for no. getting the wrong answer. But it was just so funny. We're laughing with. We're not laughing. Yeah, and he laughed too. So and that's one of the best parts of your show with those questions because everybody gets a kick out of it. And like yours. Do you remember what yours was, Bob? Oh, I, I know I said Black Rob because he just passed away, <laughs> and that's all I can think about. Uh, yep, it was that song. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who? And it was JT Money, money JT which money. I didn't even know that. Some of these Ooh. questions I give you guys, I thought it was juvenile all this time. Oh, bro. And I'm like, I'm going to give Bob this question. I'm like, oh shit, I hope he knows it's JT Money because I sure did it. No. So yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, this I'm I'm away from my point. My point was we laughed so hard. So in that moment, I'm like. I know this is going to go on the recap reel. So right. when I do the recap reel saying, this person did this, Heather Sejnowski sang so lovely and it shows her singing and da da da. But the winner was, and then, you know, it's like a little cute little montage video. And it's right. for the people who didn't catch it and they'll see what happened and who won. But it's also for the people who never saw it because they might be thinking, oh, we're just online doing zip, zip, zip or tagging each other out on a scene. But I need them to see that it's really fun. Like there's music. There's rapping, there's testing your hip hop knowledge. It's and a variety so show. Improv. Yeah, so much improv yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so is this the version of the show you're, you're doing now? Is this the one you initially, because you said you had this kind of floating around in your head for like two years. Is is that the version that you're putting on right now? Yep. Oh, awesome. I, yep. Well, I never uh, knew how I would do it on stage. And what's funny now yeah is it feels like virtually might be easier than on stage, probably because I'm used to it. But, and I know how to do it now. Right. But every everyone thinks virtual can be, can I curse? Can I yeah, curse? absolutely. Well, everyone I, thinks I, virtual will be a shit show. But after doing it for so long, I'm like, dang, I'm like, now you got to go to the stage and the spacing and the mics and the, how I want to do the graphics and the sound, like, you know, that stuff that like Tia, Pete, and you guys know the people who've been the stage manager. I'm not a stage manager person. I'm a stream yard person. So it's two different things. So, <laughs> but it worked out and yeah. And then I had people like Jamie Moyer on oh, yeah. and Mike McGettigan, which is like a big deal to me because those were our teachers who taught us improv and people who've been on television and festivals all around the world and stuff. So it's, it was. Oh, I mean, I, I think people should take away, if, if they take away anything, if you do something, you do it right. You put it together well people A, would want to watch, and B, people who you look up to will want to be a part of it. Everybody wants to be a part of something. That's that's part of the great part of being an improviser, not just performing, it's, it's the community part, you know? Yeah. And, and we, we're all taught to build by community, you know, it takes a village to make a show. Uh, why wouldn't you want to be part of like a cool village? Mm -hmm. I, I think that's what they say. Yeah. 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 Be a part of a cool village. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that old. CB. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's just break it down so round one is usually the line line game yeah come up with your best puns pick up lines yep kick it off and, that way and i also like how in this you invite the audience to play as well which is something you could would be difficult to pull off live yeah because it would just take so much time 
Oh, and my imagine God. in the studio. Okay, we're gonna pass around a number two pencil and piece of paper. Right. Write down your best line. And, yeah, it's just too much. Yeah. It's too much. And then we're gonna read them. Then we're gonna read them, and then we have an intermission, and then you'll be home by midnight. Right. Nope. All right. Uh, and then round two is, is a challenge uh, round. Two person. Two person. Yeah. So I, I like to mix it up instead of um um. So I'll do like the um. The, the line game, oh, some one person does a trivia, then a two-person scene, then another person does a trivia, then a two-person scene, then another person does a trivia. Right. That way we got the two-person scenes, trivias out the way in the punchline, and at the end is my favorite part, the fun part. We can dedicate all those moments to this, which is the freestyle round. And then yeah. at the end, we find out who wins. So that's like the format of it. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's so much fun to play. Uh, I had a great time when I was a contestant. And you know, Bob, you remember, I wanted you to be on my very first show. There were two people that I wanted to be on my very first show. It was you and Kevin Johnson. All right. And Kevin Johnson, double booked. He had another show. And you, um, were you getting married or buying a house? You were doing something. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah, I was, was buying some, a house. Yeah, you were busy doing something. No, yeah. I'm good. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it was something Two. huge. It was something huge, like bang up. Yeah, I remember you were super busy. I'm married. married. And I crack wise. I can't. We weren't going to announce it on this show, but thanks. Yeah, Um, spilled all the tea. Uh, Yep. So, and then I finally, and then I remember one day you hit me up. You were like, "Hey, I got the next two weeks off." I'm like, "Yes, I'm putting Bob in." Yeah, yeah. I can wait. It It was so much because I know because you're like the king of the showdowns. Aren't you still the top scorer ever? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, if, so, if, if Anna hasn't beat me yet because she, oh, she's right. Anna came it. through. Yeah, yeah she's, she's slamming it. Yeah. Well, because of that, the history with you there and stuff, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Bob knows his short form. He has to be on here. He just has to. But I wow. finally got you. Glad yep. you asked. Um, cool. Uh, you mentioned before you you are in both worlds. You are. So do, I think I've talked to you about this before. Do you consider yourself a comedian and an improviser or an improviser and a comedian? both cool yeah both. Uh, and what's that like like being both <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know how to answer that it's just like having two jobs um does one I, I, help I, the other yeah one one helps with the other okay one helps with the other and one i enjoy doing more the other i enjoy the rewards more and i'm not talking about money i'm talking about right. like the audience response, things like that, the things that you really do it for. Right. People who really, okay. So the first thing to talk about one helping the other, um, I don't know if anyone can tell by watching this, but and usually people can't. But I'm very, I'm an introvert. I'm very shy. I'm a I'm a um I'm a loner. In general, I'm not a people person. And a lot of people, when they get to know improvisers, they will learn we got a lot of crazy shit going on in our heads yes. or our, with our personalities. We're kind of wacko. We are. And comedians, too. So it kind of makes sense that I'm that way. So, But I love doing this stuff here. So like, if if, if it were up to me, let's say I got very fortunate and, got, and booked a big show at the Fox Theater. Mm-hmm. If I could just do the Fox and then sneak out the back door and not have to run into anyone on my way home, that would that would be the easiest for me because of the social anxiety and all of that that right. I deal with. You know what I mean? Oh, but, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but because I love because for years since since I'm not gonna give my age away since I was a little girl in concert watching Janet Jackson and Michael and Usher and all these people being on that other side as a fan like I love what you do and oh my god I would love to shake mm-hmm. your hand. I can't do be that way. So I, I right. have to. I won't even say I have to because I actually do enjoy it. 
even though that's not my personality, I love like, oh, here's my business card. Oh, you have a birthday party coming up? I'll do it. Sure. Hit me up on Instagram and I'll, you know, we'll talk prices or come, please come back to the show. Or I'm glad you have fun here at Go Comedy. Come back. We have a showdown every Tuesday, Thursday. Meet my mom. Oh, hi, mom. Did you enjoy the show? Which part did you like? Like, I'm actually enjoying all of that. Yes. But, but and it's weird, Bob, because when I oh, leave, I don't think it's weird at all, to be honest. When with I you, leave, what you saying? I don't think it's weird at all because I'm, I'm very much the same way. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm both introvert, extroverted, so mm -hmm. it, it toggles. But I'm always comfortable at the theater. So if you're watching the show, that means it's kind of like a litmus test. Like, oh, then we're cool, and I feel safe around you. I can talk to you, and if you want to chat about comedy or how much you like the show, yes, I, you have my ear. Uh, but if someone comes up to me like at a bar and wants to talk about it, I I, I don't find it off-putting. I just I just you know feel anxiety. So yeah. I, I totally understand what you're talking about, and I think a lot of improvisers are like that. They're like we are the shy, funny nerds that that finally found a stage. You know, that usually is the case. Yeah, it usually is. And like you, I guess I could say I'm both. Like you said, you toggle. I guess that is possible. Yeah, because. Oh, with the theater, it works for me. I'm fine. But if I go to CVS and a person's standing behind me in line and they're too close, I'm like, please back up. Or like yeah. if I um like I prefer to take a flight of stairs up than an elevator because I might get on the elevator, there's a stranger, and then there's gonna be small talk if they want to talk about the weather. And I just don't like that. So isn't that weird though? Like, how could you yeah. be that way? But then you want to do stand up and improv. Like it doesn't right. make sense. Yeah, but it, and it doesn't make sense to people who don't do it. Yeah, right, I they don't that's get that's hard because anytime I ever told anybody I'm kind of shy, they're like, okay, like, no, See, yep, yeah, Here's... really. That's like a cop, that's like someone who's saying they're afraid of guns, but they're a cop. Like, how, yeah. why, oh. yeah, why? So, um, so yeah, the thing about oh, the thing about one helping the other. I get off tangent, as you can see. Oh, this is this I would be doing very well in a monologue slam. <laughs> um, so the point I was trying to make the, the shyness, the so. The quick wit you have to have in improv and, and, be, and working on that and stuff, you need that sometimes in um, stand-up. Fortunately, I don't have like any really bad heckler stories, but people sure. who deal with hecklers a lot, if they're not quick wit and on their feet, they're in trouble. Um, yeah. Also, improv teaches you how to embrace your goofiness, your silliness. You know how many times we get suggestions where I might have to be a horny clown or a mute mouse or something, and I have to like make a funny face or be goofy, and it's like you you just cannot take yourself seriously, and you have to be comfortable with being embarrassed or looking stupid. And yeah, yeah. sometimes that happens in stand-up. So, and the comfortableness that you get. Is comfortableness a word or is it comfortability? Yeah. Okay. Like your comfortableness, yeah. Comfortableness. The comfortableness oh, you have oh. on stage. Huh? I'm not an English teacher. This Wait, is Bob is like, why are you asking me that? Yeah. Have you seen me tweet? It's not. <laughs> Well, <laughs> hey, if only James were here or Jake, I can ask. Yeah, him that's what Jake and Harry, James and I balance ourselves out. Right. Like, yeah, so the comfortableness <laughs> of the stage thing with when you're on with five, six people, mm -hmm. um, you know, you just you're all alone when you're doing stand up. So you have to be comfortable with like just going with the flow and letting things happen and just being OK with it. Because with improv, everything's improvised. You don't know what to prepare for. With stand-up, all your jokes are prepared, but you may have not been prepared for like not one single person to laugh tonight. So how do you deal with that? So I think that helps with that. Um, timing is something, it's weird because I didn't learn, I, it took me a while to be, behave with the timing thing and, and be a listener with, with improv. But I learned um, a great deal of timing doing stand-up, which you have to. So mm -hmm. that helped me take that back to improv. 
So there's different ways where they both help each other. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I was saying about liking one to do more one more than the other, if I could do improv short form all day long in my sleep, nine to five, punch out, do it some more. I love it. I love the quick coming up with the jokes. I love puns. I love word games. I love where you can only do this, but you can only do numbers one, 10 and seven. You have to go in alphabetical order. You have to skip the letter or you have to reverse the sentence you just said. I love all that stuff. It's just fun to me. It's like a person who loves to play Scrabble. What up PJ? He's a Scrabble King. Like he loves Scrabble. He loves unscrambling words. And so that's how I feel about that. And I love stand up too, but with stand up, I love the reward because when people are like, ha ha ha, and the whole crowd roars, and it's because it's something that I was taking a shower one day and thought of in my head and said, let me write that down after I dry off because this is funny. And they respond that way. And it's yeah. something I came up with. Yeah. That is the best feeling in the world. And these people, whatever they're going through in life, they are happy in that moment. And they're laughing. Yeah. I'm glad you kind of brought that. I'm glad you brought that up because they're, you know, we've done together enough line games to, oh, gosh, to fill many, many hours of a mm -hmm. video. Um, mm -hmm. so what is your view? Cause I, I, cause, uh, cause I've, I've caught in some crap sometimes because there are suggestions that we get so often mm -hmm. and, and I've had jokes that I've come up with they're, they're mine. I, in the moment, and I will repeat those, you know, I know we're supposed to make them up on the spot, but mm -hmm. if I know I have something that hits and it's going to be, a, you know, most line games are your introductory to, to the audience. I don't mind say, saying that. Now, I'm not saying that every you should use all of your jokes all the time. I'm just saying, like, if I know I got one that hits, why not? What do you think? It's yours. Yeah. And, and chances are that audience didn't hear that one before. Absolutely. You know how many times we've gotten blender, lawnmower, Atula, you nurse, know, doctor, oh my god, dentist, yeah, astronauts. Uh, oh my god, actual teacher, teacher. And maybe oh that's god. the number one occupation. So, um, yeah, yeah if it, it's yours, yep. Okay, if it's yours. Okay. I, so, have you gotten different opinions on that? Yeah, uh, but that guy doesn't work here anymore, so I don't really. Oh, care. I know who it is. <laughs> No, it could be several people now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were at a bar. He's like, I know you're, when we get the suggestion, I know you're going to say that. I'm like, yeah, I wrote that. I'm very proud of that joke. It hits every time and I'm never going to stop using it. But yeah. that's one out of 20 joke bits I did during that game. So 19 of them were made up on the spot. I, I think that's fair. <laughs> no, and I think it's fair too because it really was improvised. It's kind of like a sketch show that yeah. was made out of an improv skit. It's like it really was improvised. Yeah. And you can't take that away from it. That's how I look at it. Right. And also, what could be worse than that? I always wonder. It's funny that people have an opinion about that. I never thought about that. This is what I wonder if pe what people have an opinion about. You can tell me if you have one. Mm -hmm. The very obvious puns, right? Um, like tacos, hot dogs. And you come up with one and it's brilliant but maybe two shows ago doug used that same one and you didn't know he used it oh what do you think about that like i hate that the chance of those things happening yeah i mean okay what is that i forgot there's a term that that could like if we all witness the same thing we might all share the same opinion or have the same spin on it so you might all create the same joke they do that a lot like on youtube you can see like oh this this late night monologue was very close to this late Night oh, do you think because that person hurt another person, and they don't realize they're doing it again? No, no, like, like they, they did. It's just uh, the same people had the same take, and it's just oh. gentle. 
you know, and it's not like, again, these are two night shows or, or late night shows doing the same monologue only because this, they watch the same news and kind of had the same take on it. And they knew they had to come up with a monologue that day. It's not like, you know, they're, they have like the other office, you know, bugged mm-hmm. or something. It's just, that's just how comedy works. You, you try to make it bigger than life and you try to, you know, uh, expose the, the the weird funniness of human interaction. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I, and I especially, especially the, the, this, the new, if it's a big hot news topic, let's say Charlie right. Sheen is in the news tonight about something. And oh, you, it's not- like, you already know the jokes that Oh yeah, Alan's going to tell because it's kind of like the jokes write themselves. Absolutely. And I remember when um, what's his name, Gary Coleman passed away. Yeah. Soon as he passed away, I was like, oh, he must have died of different strokes. And then someone said that mm-hmm. on on um Comedy Central. And then when I heard Greg Gerardo, rest in peace, who was my favorite roaster, oh, yeah. um, before he passed away. Which, by the way, Jeff Ross, another great roaster, he was the surprise guest when I went to see Dave Chappelle Tuesday. He performed. Oh, you saw Chappelle Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, I want to talk to you about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. What was I saying about? Oh, so then I thought about it. I was like, well, first of all, I can't use this joke anymore. Greg Gerardo, who's going to believe that we both, who's going to believe that I didn't steal that from him? Secondly, it writes itself like he was on different strokes. That's a popular show. People, people yeah. have strokes. It's, like, it's, it's not a long easy. walk to get to point it's A to too, point B. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm with you. So that's cool. Um, when you started getting on, did you start improvising first or uh, stand up first? I started improvising in like 2008 and started doing stand up okay. about 14, 15. Okay. When you started, when you started getting on stage, you know, like, cause we both are shy. Did you ever have any trouble? Were you shy on stage at first? Is that something you had to warm up to? Or is that something that we just, Hey, I've always wanted to do this. And maybe there's something you told yourself to get yourself on there. Like uh, do any, any stage fright issues I should ask. Yeah, I still have it, especially with improv. There's so many really? times I want to go hide behind that curtain. Really? Yeah, and I'm I'm usually scared, most scared when um we're like we're on the back line, like in the show yeah. t- on the show showdown, the three yeah. over here, three over there. I'm like very I, I want to hide under the curtain. I just sitting there, people looking at us, it kills me. But <laughs> once I'm that. up distracting from that, um being silly, then I'm like they're paying attention to the words coming out of my mouth. And yeah. not just look not me. I gotta get out of that. So a lot of times I just want to go stand behind a curtain oh, okay. with improv. Yep. And obviously if there's a scene where we get a suggestion, I didn't know, I don't know what that suggestion is and I have to play it off or party quirks with, which um, is a game that intimidates me so much. And it's like, what if I can't get them to guess it soon enough? What if I fail? Like, yeah, like I'm really nervous when it's, when it's a game I'm not good at. Yeah, that took some time for me to, to to get over. Like, what what if I yeah get introduced to something I'm not familiar with, or I miss every rehearsal. So they're playing this new game that I didn't really get to workshop or anything. Yeah, uh, but I know we say it all to students all the time, but it's very true. Like, most of your audience members are there for you, so yeah, you don't really. And they want yeah, they want you to win. Yeah, they want you to win. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're playing for them. Like, yeah. yeah. I always feel bad when I don't win. And the the, the audience members like, I was rooting for you. I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. have see them see you next time. Um, yep. Sorry. Uh, uh on the subject of 
uh, suggestions I had no idea of. I I want to say you were there, but I, I could be totally wrong because we did so many showdowns together. They kind of mm -hmm. all were together. Uh, the suggestion of Honey Boo Boo came up. I wasn't there. Oh, okay. And you so, didn't know who that was? I, no, no. I, it, it was like, it was years <laughs> ago. So I thought it was like some kid thing. Cause that comes up a lot. Like if you have like a lot of like parents in the audience, like there's always some new kid show that all the kids are like, I don't know what a rescue dog is or. I got you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, or whatever mm -hmm. those things are. Like I didn't know who Post Malone was until I heard oh, it. Really? Someone got a suggestion on stage. I'm like Post Malone. But <laughs> go ahead. I, I, I feel oh. you on that. Oh, so Honey Boo Boo comes out and I'm like, hey, buddy, I'm Honey Boo Boo. And I'm doing like a big, you know, bear. Guy. And everybody is dying. I'm like, oh, I might have. Oh, I might hit this one out of the nose. Kind of, yeah, in a in a most offensive way to that little girl. In the most offensive way to that little girl, but that's hilarious. Yeah, well, you know what? Her mom named her that. That's <laughs> it's, it's on her. That's on her. Uh, I wasn't trying to make fun of the little girl. <laughs> uh, we sit down. I think I know Pete was hosting. He's like, "Hey, Bob, do you know who Honey Boo Boo is?" Like. I'm going to be honest, no. And then the roar of laughter after that. It, but it felt good because everybody was like, laugh, like we talked about before, laughing with me, not at me. Like, and then loving to see you commit because it's like yeah. you could have easily been one of those players that's like, I don't know what that is. Can you give me something else? But it's like, that's yeah. the challenge. That's the thing about improv. One time was, um, when I was in a class show at Second City in Novi, um, this is when it first happened to me. I got the word tabuli, and I thought it was like um, an instrument. So I was just playing my tabuli, not knowing it was a Mediterranean dish. I love it. <laughs> but I committed. I committed. And then someone was like, "Let me get the tabuli," and I was like, "Why are you getting? Why are you um getting my getting a guitar out of the refrigerator or something like that?" And right. that's that was like those early lessons when it's like you're supposed to yes and. So it's like I should have seen that they went into the refrigerator. Right. You know what I mean? And just. Yeah, but I, I just like I, um, I, I just I'm like you're seeing better. I, I don't want to watch someone eat the <laughs> on stage. Yeah, yeah. rock out the tabbouli guitar. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like I named my guitar. I mean, my favorite food is tabbouli, so I named my guitar tabbouli. In my defense, that's what yeah. that scene was about. I named it after my grandma's favorite dish. It was great. Yeah. Uh, so on your show, you you do mix it up. There's like a lot of. Uh, improvisers but you also have a lot of comedians and and this is not a diss to uh, comedians but it's like something that is like really stuck what we were just talking about was is really ingrained in us as improvisers like you got to commit you gotta you know you you have to take the first suggestion and go with it is there any conversations you have to have with comedians to kind of coach them up like hey if we're gonna do this thing if I if I give you a game, you have to play it. You have to do that. Or is there like some kind of thing that's the equivalent to that in in stand up comedy that that kind of helps them go along? Because most regular people, when giving a task they they're not comfortable with, will try to dodge it. So that can be oh, okay. really hard. Have you ever had that issue, or is there? No, I've been lucky so far. What? Like no one. Um... You know, before the show, I would tell you guys what two games will be played, but no one would know how you would be paired up for the games or who's okay. going to play what. I may have someone, you'll see the look on their face, like they like they say, Bob and Tim, you're going to play Acronymbo. And then the other game, which is much harder, was explained before the show. So the other guy here on the screen knows he's going to get that one because he's not good with numbers. Now he's getting the number game and he might go oh man and then we'll laugh like ha ha but no one's ever like i don't want that why you give me that one i've never 
I've never had that. Yeah. And um, I've never had someone say, I don't like that suggestion. Um, give me another one. But they may admit, like, I don't know what that is, but I'll keep going with it after we've done after we've laughed at their attempts the first couple of times, which made it clear <laughs> they didn't know what it was, which brings the laughs too. Right. Um, but I've been I've been fortunate, and that's just it. I'm careful who I book too. Like I I don't book people who are known to be showboats or um, have too much, too many complaints or want to steal the show or very heavy with, um, with curse words because people's grandparents, parents watch like Matt, Matt Penrich's mom and um, sister watched and my aunt watches all the time. People's grandma have tuned in all kinds of stuff yeah. or they're young or their 13 year old is sitting there watching with them. Like, and I don't want it to be heavy like that. Just want it to be fun. So yeah, I'm careful who I book. Yeah, I remember on my episode you had to coach someone up about oh, you can when you rap, please don't drop the n word or you know do any yeah like you know, let's let's uh let's, yeah let's keep it highbrow. Yeah, uh, I booked probably two people, including Jake, who uses the n word a lot. Wow. Oh, uh, sorry, Jake, just a joke. Um, uh, but I tell them, uh, but but. I've seen them perform and I know what they can right. do. And taking that word out, I'm like, they will kill on this show. As yeah. long as they have that understanding and they're okay with it. Um, yeah. And then they did well. And I had one player where he probably used it once or twice and I was fine with it. But like I said, like, like speaking of Chappelle, Chappelle uses it like every sentence. I don't right. want that on my show. I don't want MF on my show constantly. Like maybe um, I always think of Ellen DeGeneres because she's very clean, but for the purpose of making the joke really funny or getting that point across, she might put the F-bomb in there, but it it, it served its purpose. So like yeah. you can say that every now and then, but like constant, constant, I don't want it to be dirty like that. There was someone who uh, we were all backstage before going on virtual. He, um, he was in his living room and he was smoking some weed and he was like, Tam, can I do this while I'm on the show? I was like, no, do do what you got to do now. I don't want that on the show. And I don't feel like I'm a goody too sure, nothing like that, Bob. But no, yeah, I want not. my audience to grow. I don't want it to be where it's like, you got to be 18 and over. You got to be familiar with the ganja. Right. You got to love the N-word. And you got to never be offended, no matter what we say. Like, that's half the audience is gone then. Because I, I have a lot of people who just want to laugh and they're not really into all that stuff. You know, whether it's... Um, not saying that weed is bad, but right. someone 12 could be watching and then I don't yeah, want them yeah. seeing you. And like you, you know, said, you want this an, yeah. a bigger audience because you want your, your show to grow. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's, that's a wise move. I think people make the mistake of thinking that having, having swear words or, 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 you know, smoking weed or whatever is edgy when it, when, it can be any less than edgy, you know, like maybe yeah. edgy when you're 12, uh, yeah. but like we're grown adults. You can just do it. You, you, yeah. you, you can absolutely do it in your home. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to get grounded. Uh, mm-hmm. So there, that knife has lost its edge a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you, do you, do you think you can have an edgy or, or a fun adult, uh, adult entertainment, adult entertaining show that you know, I mean, you do. I guess you already do. Uh, without any of that, like, what are some? Well, I, what do you mean without any of that? Because I feel like my, I have an adult entertaining show now. Yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. I, I realized halfway through that question. <laughs> like, what are you saying? You know, about? I mean, like, uh, <laughs> okay. I, now I got. It. I got it. Here we go. What do you say to people when they when they don't understand how you can have one of those? You know what? You know. 
I, that's my I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I I, I painted myself okay, in the corner. Let me, let me, I was let me trying. Let me figure out what you're asking. Okay. You mean ask like if anybody, someone come up to me? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. If someone were to come up to you and ask you how how did why and how do you do that? Like, how do you keep the 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 comedy, you know, as highbrow or as fun as it is without that kind of material? Okay. No one has asked me that. Okay. But um. I would give them the example. Like I said, Ellen DeGeneres, Sinbad, people who yeah. are extremely funny and they never have to go blue. What is it we call? Go blue? Yeah, go blue. Yeah, go blue, which is for those who don't know, as, any, as if anyone was watching, uh, it means like curse and say porny right. stuff and stuff like that. Right. So I would use that as an example. Like that's just, that's just how talented you are. If you, as my guest on this show, can make people crack up, and you're not always talking about butt cheeks and all that stuff. You know, you could talk about uh, making a pot of grits and make someone laugh, which is clean. Then yeah. that's that's just it. I book the funny people. Um, I forgot the point I was going to make. That's all right. That wasn't that great of a question. But and then to, and then another way to answer the question, not, and that would be a way of answering to say, let yeah. me remind them how it's possible. But to say, just to make sure, I try to um, respectfully talk to the people in advance and say, this is what my show is about. It's going to be like this. We don't right. really want this. We don't want that. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. So it's kind of like the way you have to ask your audience of the same thing when we're in the theater and people are yelling out for a suggestion all the time, masturbation, dildo. And then right. we have to say, okay, it's not that, something else, something you can buy at Target, you know, dildo. Can you buy a dildo at Target? I don't know. I don't. But yeah. But anyway, those same people will still try to come back with dildo again. And then you're like, well, a family friendly Target, you know. Yeah. A family friendly Target. Let me get more specific. So yeah. Yeah, I just try to draw the lines and then hope they stay in it. Yeah. Like, and so I'm far, I haven't had anyone where I had to like delete their box and make them go away or anything. Yeah. That's a nice thing about, you know, doing the streaming stuff. You can always do that. You have full control of what, what kind of content you're putting out there. Yeah. So you're, you know, so is the intention now to go live to take when things start to open up? Yes, we're going to, um, we plan to go live. We'll announce information soon, the date, location, but we plan to go live on stage um, this fall. So right around the corner. And if someone wanted to, to keep informed about your show, that, that's on Facebook or? Okay, yep. So HipProv, um, H-I-P-P-R-O-V. You can okay. just like and follow it on Facebook because we're always posting updates, videos, announcements, um, you know, the cast members who's going to be appearing in the upcoming shows. Um, I post the winners of the last show. Um, like Bob said, you the players get to play too. So like we have a pun game where a player can give the best pun line and then yeah. they'll get a prize in the mail. Um, make There's nice product. prizes too. Like you yeah. give away some cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. We have drinking glasses that has hip-prov engraved on it. And we have a Maker's Mark um, blanket, Maker's Mark hat, which I wear a lot of times on the show, and Maker's Mark work gloves, like gardening gloves. Yeah. Um, and then um, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Young, who's a local comedian, she does the um, etching and the glasswares and stuff. So I give away, uh, what do you call it, a tumbler glass and a pint glass. All right. And it says hip-prov with Tam and Jake on it. And um, Yeah. So there's some cool prizes, and there's been times too where I just cash up um, a, a viewer money if they if they answer the trivia question first instead of just having them pick a prize. I might just be giving twenty or thirty dollars. Wow. So yeah, so like it's fun to watch, and you can and I usually read all the comments too. 
So, um, you know, I, I hope to grow big to, to the point where I can't read everyone's comments because that many people are watching, but there I usually can read. Though. And there are a lot of comments. <laughs> I make it work. I probably do gloss over a few that are like repetitive, but I try to get because I try to get everyone in because I want them to feel like they're part of the show, too. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of my favorite parts, too, because I love when you and Jake go back and forth like, oh, we got some really good ones. You do like you got some really funny viewers. Uh so it's 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 a fun competition watching everybody go back and forth doing playing yeah. my games. Um, and it helps that a lot of the viewers are performers. Yeah. So and they're not and I there are viewers who like um you'd be surprised the people I reached out to about the show and they were like, no, I really feel nervous about this. They're nervous about the freestyle part or nervous no. about the hip hop knowledge thing. And um, I'm like, it's not as bad as you think. Trust me. Plus, I give you the option of doing like Dr. Seuss or a poem or whatever yes. or Shakespeare. You do not have to do a rap when you do your freestyle. And um, but they're scared. But at the same time, they love it. So they still watch and they get it out their system by putting their comments in or answering the trivia question on that on the comment screen. So, so uh, yeah. How do you generate the, the questions? Oh, um, so Jake, in addition to Jake being my judge, he's pretty much my trivia consultant, too, because he's the hip hop encyclopedia. I will have in my head stuff that I jotted down. I could be in the radio listening and I'll be like, oh, I wonder if people know that Ice Cube sampled this when he made this song. And I write it home when I get down. So then when I meet with Jake weekly, I'll tell him all my ideas. And Jake helps me gauge because I have to have each player choose if they want 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, or if they want easy, hard, or medium level of difficulty. So I'll be like, Jake, this Tupac question is hard to me. I know it's really easy to you because you know a lot more about Pac than I do, mm -hmm. but do you think the general, and then he'll go across the board, Tam, that might be medium because most, so we both really sit and have a meeting for like an hour about these four That's questions. And so we get to a point where we try to beat the record. So I think the shortest time we ever met was maybe 10 minutes. Cause there are some times when I have my four questions for each of the four people mm -hmm. and I got it. He's like, I agree Tim. I agree. I agree. But sometimes it's like, we have to come up with another question or he'll be like, Tam, you sure that's right. I, I thought there was a different fact for that one. Or I'll be like, I don't know if I should give this to Bob or Kira, give that one to Bob. So like, he's my second set of eyes and opinions on the right. trivia. Yeah. So he helps me with that. Um, the punchline, I usually ask someone um, in my family or somebody to just um, text me a place, um, object and occupation and or our text Jake and be like give me a place or I'll, or something like that or a person who's been on the show before and then I'll take the best from that and then I'll determine what's going to be you guys um, suggestion for the punchline and then the two person scenes I pretty much just look in the history of my games and see which one has been played the most or which one has been played the most recently and I know not to use that one because I do have my favorite ones like I love the one where they have to sing and stop singing see but you can't keep doing the same game every week so I do have yeah. to switch it up Yep. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, and then um, the suggestion, and I'm sorry, let me make this clear. Ooh, ooh, okay. let me make this clear before there's a controversy. <laughs> when I said I asked someone for the suggestion, um, I, that is for the um audience member when I when I'm challenging you guys to come up with that pun. Oh, okay. So, like, I had Ambassador Bridge, which got some amazing. Oh, points. I remember that, that one. You, yeah. yeah, did you win that one, or you were? I you was were like the top second. Three? I was second. The other yes, guy had yeah, a really good second. one. Yeah, I can beat that. Yeah, yeah. Yep, the winner, whoever won that, deserved it. I forgot what the line was, but it was hot. I forgot too, and I think it was Travis who made it yeah. to the semifinals. He made it to semifinals this season. It was Travis. Okay, so I want to make it clear to people that I'm not getting suggestions, and then 
um, because you, a lot of people don't believe in improv like, and, they're, and they're like, I don't believe in Santa. And they think that you cheat and you give stuff, you give people stuff earlier on or you plant, oh, yeah. you plant suggestions into the audience. No. So when I get stuff in advance, it's for the challenges of the viewers. When I say it's time for right. the viewer to win a prize, embarrassing the bridge is your thing because maybe my aunt gave me that earlier and I thought it was a good one. The stuff, the, stuff, yeah. the suggestions for the players are what comes up in the comments right. real time. Just, I just want to make that clear. That makes sense because you don't want, okay, let's say uh, uh, someone from the audience gives you the suggestion and then comes up with the hottest line. That would kind of feel- Bam. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so you want- So I'll yeah, ask someone in my family who I know won't be watching or will never play. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, if, if I was doing a show, I'd have to ask my parents because they never watch my Never watch. <laughs> Give me a suggestion. They mom. don't yeah. like improv. <laughs> no way. So they won't cheat. Uh, yeah. Uh, God, where is it going? Oh, um, so another part of this I, I like are your graphics and the sound effects. Like, uh, who is that? That Like when uh, someone answers the question wrong, uh, you have that graphic Kanye. that pops up. Kanye. Yeah. Kanye, yeah. yeah. Did you make those or? I did everything. Wow. Yeah. That I, I awesome. taught myself. That's what I'm saying. I taught myself to do all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's so let's talk about that for a little bit. Like to get this all set up, you got to teach yourself a lot. Yeah. I knew nothing about streaming online. The only Zoom meeting I've ever been in was like with work. And I was never the host or the generator. Right. I just had to, you know, like give you a link and you go in. I knew nothing about that, how to invite person to a link, all that's nothing. I at, at that point I did an online, um I did an online when, when the virtual stuff started happening because of the pandemic. I did something with Box with Friends and I did something with Mask Off. And they sent me the link and I came in like I came in as your guest. Yeah. But that's it. I've never been on the other side, the person inviting, or how you said earlier, I gotta press all these buttons. I knew nothing about that. So <laughs> I'm posting, I'm pressing the buttons, I'm keeping the score. I'm, I'm reading the comments. I'm doing everything. Jake gets to chill and just judge at people. <laughs> yeah. That's a perfect job for Jake. Perfect uh, job. Yeah, because I want to talk about this just because there's been so many times at, you know, when at the theater or during this pandemic, like people have come up with projects. But I think fear of how to do something stops them from going forward. All the time. Uh, so where do you find, like, how, as a process, how do you sit down like, okay, this is a show I want to do. I need, I, this is the skills I need to learn to pull it off the way I want to pull off. How, how did you sit down and, and just attack this task? Okay. Well, first I want to say, I want to thank Jake because I brought this idea to Jake in June, um, after, right after the pandemic started. And I told him it's something that's been in the back of my head for a while. And that's when I sent out a teaser, which was a flyer telling people, oh, it'll be coming soon. And then I got scared again because I didn't know nothing about that. And thanks to Daniel Jackson, he taught me about StreamYard and stuff a lot. Um, and then I would reach out to people like you, James Casada, ask a few questions. You techies um, who like know a lot of this stuff. So thank all of you. But a lot of it is like I was on my own and I was scared. And I remember Jake would every periodically reach out to me, Tam, when are you going to do the show? Cause he was more hyped about it than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was, I'm like, what do you care about? It's not your show. It's mine. Go cut the grass or something. Right. 
do something. And he was like, it's going to be dope, Tam. It's going to be so dope. But I get it because Jake had his two very successful shows at um, Go Comedy, which he right. didn't sit sit out, you know, sit on his hands about. He had to get up and do it. So I was like, Jake's right. I need to do this. Like, I have to do this. So I finally, like, posted about it. And then I committed to a date, start date. And then I started booking people. That way, I had no choice but to be ready, but to do right. it, Bob. So the clock was just ticking and I had, and that's when I had to teach myself everything. And I didn't know how it was going to come out really until the show happened. Cause I didn't have a dry run or anything. Wow. I tested graphics and sounds and stuff like that, but I didn't like sit up here for an hour with Jake and a couple of people. Um, yeah. I tested like for five minutes, had a couple of family members on to see how the sound works, which is how I learned, Oh my God, no one can ever be on their cell phone doing this. That won't work. You know, yeah. it has to be done on the computer. So I tested out things like that. But just the run of the show, I had no idea. Until the very first show, I was like, oh, my God, it looks like a game show. It looks like a yeah. game show, which is what I always imagined. And I know this sounds <laughs> dorky, but if anyone ever watched The Queen's Gambit, when she would lay in the bed at night when she was a young girl, did you see The Queen's and Gambit? And moving the pieces with her head? Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, was yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. that was me for two <laughs> years with hip hop, where they're on the stage, um, actually on the stage. Those are the chess pieces because I didn't know COVID would happen back then. And I didn't right. think I would have to do this. So then um, the chess pieces came up again in my head, virtual. And I'm like, I see the people's boxes like this. And I see me and Jake on the side. And then it's like, is it a matter of bringing a person's face up where it's just them? And we're all in the background, like the ghost shows. And then I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to keep everyone up all the time. And I keep everyone up all the time. Like I had to like, I had to see it in my head before I can put it up. And I had to do that first show to know exactly if it would really work. And the response I got after that first show and people wanting to be on it and people having fun and the sponsors that I started to get and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I could do this. So yeah. it, yeah, I always say that um, all the restaurants that we have, mm -hmm. we would have a hundred times more because you think about the people, just family members alone who cook their ass off. And they could have a restaurant and be they could be a Wolfgang pup, but there's they're just scared to do it. Yeah, they're scared. So just don't be don't be scared. Is that what they say in the hood? Don't be scared. You know what? I'll have to go check. Uh, <laughs> I should know. Yeah. But I'm is that is that an easy question? Because I, I I'm gonna. That's a, that's <laughs> a um, 90s easy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Bob, yeah, I uh, thanks to Jake because he was like, do it, do it. Yeah. And, like, and like I said, thanks to my husband because from 2009 to 2014, I did nothing. I stopped improv, right. I stayed home, watched Kardashians, and sat on the couch. He was like, babe, you're funny, get out there. Da, 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 da. So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes it takes a push from people who believe in you or believe in what you have. Yeah. And then you got to be open to the push. You know, I think people push back when they were like, when they get pushed. Like, yeah. there's, uh, there's so many talented people we know who who don't aren't as productive or self-motivating as they could be uh, because of fear. And, you know, and like we talked about before, we're all shy. We all feel awkward, but when we get the thing moving, if you pre prepare and do it correctly, it, you can bring in and you surprise yourself of what you can create. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I mean, I got this show going today without See? James. That, that was scary. <laughs> Without James, and I'm without Jake. I'm like, what am I uh, going to do for an hour without Jake? God, Jake? It's all about me now. Yeah. But it worked. You know, like you said, you, you, you've been in the Detroit uh, comedy scene for so long, and I don't think people have had a chance to really get to meet you because, you know, most people meet me through when I'm the, their instructor or, you know, at the yeah. bar, but you don't really do that. You're right. Of. I usually perform and go home. I'm not right? like 
of an no. instructor, coach, nothing like that. You're yeah. right. I show up for my slot or my booking. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, but you, but when those who know you, like me, like love you, so it's it's you. you know, it's uh, you, but you know, you shouldn't be Detroit's best kept secret. <laughs> and I think people are gonna learn so much about you when they start watching your show, which they have to do. Um, yeah, and I don't know when the stream is gonna come back. Um, yeah. I don't know. I have, I just, I feel it out. Like the last time I, I yeah. felt it out. I think I was away for maybe a month and it was a nice vacation. Yeah. Now it's probably been six weeks, but it's the summertime too. You know that. And it's hard. Oh, yeah. People don't really, it, that's another thing take too. hiatuses during the summer. So yeah. So I'm like, no one's, is, there's no rush. I'll be back. Right. Uh, and are you waiting for it to go live or are you, are you going to stream or do some kind of hybrid where you stream in, unless the theater opens? Cause we're not sure when that, Right. Do you, do you have a venue that you want to take it to when it goes live? I already know the venue that's it's going to happen at, but oh, I'm not okay. saying it. No, no, yeah, no already... I'm not pressing. That's my, that's my egg. Yeah. yeah, I already know the venue. Um, okay. Yeah, and the date is still, it's like okay. 99%. No, no. Yeah. I'm not going to step on your announcement. Yeah, you, it's okay. Yeah. But um, definitely not taking stream away because we have people who Indiana, Chicago, they watch, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if, if I wanted to grow, I'm going to have to stay online because like I had Jamie Moyer on and she was in California. Like, how can you yeah. have somebody in California if it's here in the theater? So I'm going to keep doing that um, in a perfect world for me. Um, if Delta gets the F out of here, the Delta variant gets the F out of here mm -hmm. um, and just let us live our perfect lives or happy right. lives as perfect as it can be. Um, I, I see myself doing a monthly one month, once a month stream and a once a month live. Oh, like so that. it gives yeah. me a break with all the other stuff I do, like my standup show. So it's like maybe every other week live or the other week, you know, like a live, then a break and then a virtual, then a break and then a live and then a break. That's each smart. Week. Uh, would the live and virtual be, cause at the end, don't you have like the winners all face off? Like, yeah. Almost, yeah. Yeah. So would it be two competitions going on simultaneously nope. or would it be? Oh, no, okay. I want to keep, I want to keep the competitions. Um, okay. I like okay. Yeah. I want to keep the competitions virtual. The mm -hmm. theater, I would just probably pull my faves that we've had from all the past um, right. or, or like the best score. So like, for example, um, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to say it, but it would be obvious that I had some of the best of the best because they earned that spot, you know, in the yeah. first live show that we have and things like that. Special guests um, in the live show prizes will be a lot more. So like usually on the live show, if you win, you get $40. Right. And then if you go to, um, if you win the semifinal, two semifinalists each win 50. Oh. And then if you win the entire um, season, you get a hundred. That's how we did the first two. Um, there's just one winner would get a hundred that show and um, the champion, which means nobody else gets money that round, which is pretty much the only round where only one person gets money. Yeah. But in the theater, I would just have a show and it's not a championship or anything. It's just a show, but the winner might get like $150. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's going to be a little different. So I got to, I got to work on my, my, you got to, you gotta yeah, work on your own. My, my my rap. Your black <laughs> rap. Garbage. Oh, yeah. this, oh, I remember your rap, and the thing I remember about your rap, Bob, is that it could have gone longer. Oh yeah, yeah no, I because I, there are a lot of you guys who weren't bad. You weren't yeah. bad, but you you didn't you weren't feeling yourself, or you weren't believing it. 
yeah. and he just stopped. And I'm like, he should have kept going. He, no, and no, I can no, tell no. because when you stop short, I'll be like, Jake is not going to even have him second place. I just know. And I know I <laughs> said that. That's why I hate being the judge because it's hard to no, get that. No, no, I, I think that was fair. Uh, no, but that's the kind of guy I am. I'm like, oh, that wasn't a skill I, I had uh, polished very well in a, in a while. Mm-hmm. So uh, time to go back. Time to, time to re-up. That's right. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Is there anything you want to plug other than uh, hip prov? You got any, any stand up or anything coming up that you want to plug while you're while you're live? Yeah. yeah. So for stand up, I have um, the Robert Kidd Gallery, uh, which is an art gallery in um, Birmingham. The um, Saturday the twenty first is a free show, stand up show, seven thirty. I'm doing it with um, Sal D'Amelio and Cotting Edinger. And I'll be doing a show with um, Melanie Hearn, Bill Bouchard, and a bunch of other greats at a comedy showcase in Old Miami on the 26th. Um, it's a show uh, put on by WDET Station. And then I'll be at One Night Stands for the Comedy Rumble, um, the Comedy Rumble competition, September 9th, September 25th. I'll be headlining at the Ambrosia Theater in Grand Rapids. And then I'll be at the Detroit to LA competition in Mark Whitley's. Vote for me for that. And that will be September 28th. How do people vote for you for that? They have, they have you have to come. <laughs> yeah. all right, all right. Because, uh, yeah, it's different rounds. And so you make it to the semifinal and the final. The first time okay. I tried, I made it to the final, but I didn't win. But when you win, you get um, a bunch of bookings in L.A. You just go to L.A. and just perform wow. at the spots. But the, but the first round and the second round, um, two people advance. And one person advanced by getting the audience vote. And another person advances by getting the judge vote. So you have two chances. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hit me up when you do that. I'll, I'll I got two chances. I got will. Two chances. Two. Bring, yeah. Bring bring your baby, and you both can um. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, since you made her made us a married couple. Yes. Yeah, I guess I have to. <laughs> <laughs> How's she doing with yoga? Doing well. Doing okay. well. Uh, so okay. thank you for watching, everyone. This has been the Improv Network podcast. I've been your host, Bob, and with the lovely Tammy Tam White. I almost called you Tammy. I've never called you Tammy before. Uh, no one. No it's one. not allowed, actually, but it's okay. That's bro. why we keep James around for the opening and closing. That, it's yeah, not I'm, allowed. I'm good in the middle. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. See everybody next week. Bye. Bye.